Hi, I'm Ryan Guth. Each week, I'll be sitting down with inspirational men and women whose energy makes our city a more interesting place to live. So whether you're new to Albuquerque, just visiting, or have lived here your whole life, ABQCast is my way of sharing these conversations with you. Now let's get to it. Hey there, Albuquerque. This is Ryan Guth with ABQCast. Today's interview is with Mark Gonzalez. You may know Mark Gonzalez from Mark Pardo Salons and Spas. This is a name that you see driving throughout Albuquerque in his five different locations around the city. Mark Pardo has quickly become synonymous with high quality hairstyling spa services here in Albuquerque. And we delve into a little bit of background about his father's business and the transition from him shining shoes as a kid to operating this incredibly strong Albuquerque business and and putting his team first. And the philosophy behind putting your team first is actually putting your clients first because happy team makes happy clients. So Mark's a dynamic guy. I was excited to sit down with him. And I really think you're going to learn a lot about leadership, a lot about the specific value that he's been able to carve out in Albuquerque as far as the niche of hair is concerned. I was blown away. I hope you are too. And so without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Mark Gonzalez and myself here on ABQ Cast. Hey there, Albuquerque. I am here with Mark Gonzalez from Mark Pardo Salons and Spas and the Aveda Institute of New Mexico. And we are sitting in his corporate office having a conversation about what's exciting with Mark Pardo, some history, some background. So I'm really excited to share that with you today. So welcome, Mark. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So let's jump back a few years to when your father started a a barbershop. Was that barbershop called Mark Pardo back then? No, it was just Pardo's Barbershop. That was the name of it, 1973. In fact, my first job was working in that barbershop as a shoeshine boy. A shoeshine boy? Yeah, that's where I started. And there's yeah. something we don't see much. It, no. Maybe, you know, in barbershop culture back in the day, it was a common thing, but I don't think you see it much anymore. I shined my shoes yesterday, but I did it myself. So, okay, okay. So you were shoeshine. What does it take to become a shoeshine boy? Well, <laughs> intensive training. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is an art to shoeshine. Yeah, shine. there is. The barbershop that my daddy came from that he worked with had a shoeshine gentleman in there. And, and so he kind of gave me the tips and tricks and how to, to do it. You know, made, made a little shoebox for me that I could move around, be mobile, do it at the seat at the barber uh-huh. or when they were waiting. Did it have a little heel rest a little on little heel it? rest, yeah. You know, and then I constantly just clean the show, prep the shoe, clean it, polish, apply, making sure you don't get anything on the socks. <laughs> is there is there a, a showmanship to yeah, the to cleaning you a know, shoe? If, if you know, you know, they call it snapping the rag where you just kind of little, make a little pop sound. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gets a little extra tip. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Do you remember, remember what you made? Oh, back then, I'm telling you, I think it was 50 cents for, for a shine, you know. Yeah, he always got tips, but, you know, I was a young kid, so. 50 cents it, probably it was, felt pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? I was uh, probably 10, 11. 
That's not bad money 12, yeah. for the 70s. That's you know, and it was just a weekend gig. Uh-huh. I worked no school. In the summertime, I probably, you know, I probably worked three or four hours a day. So where was that? Where was that? Salon? That was it. That was or here. A it was okay. a. It was a barbershop. Nine hundred block of Wantabo in Lomas. Oh, okay. Not, not far not from far where from we are here. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the corner of Wantabo and Constitution. Right. So do you still have that property? No, I don't. It was rent. We rented it. Okay. And then in '89, I purchased the building up the street. It was a Checker Auto Parts building, and it was. We went from seven hundred square feet to thirty-three hundred square feet. It was a big change wow dramatic jump we added spa services we had spa rooms if you want to call it you know massage facials pedicure but it really wasn't a spa the way we know spas today to be day spa concepts right so we evolved from that it served us well could we go back to your dad's name pardo sure so t- tell me about pardo because pardo to me is right brown tan yeah i've also heard in, in spain it's like the color gray okay so 13 brothers and sisters. He's one of the younger ones, and he had a horse back in those days, so he'd go out and run around and play, and he'd always come back just covered in dirt. It looked like an adobe. <laughs> and so they called him Pardito, which is the little gray one, the little tan one. He was just, it stuck. When you have that many brothers and sisters, they, it stuck like glue, that and name. Did he, and he went by that name? He went by that name, used it in school, and when he started working in his career in this field, he kept the name. And so what was his real first name? Amado. Amado. Yes. Okay. And, but he went by Pardo. Pardo was the name and everybody called him that. And so when he started his business, he called it that. Is he still with us? He passed away in 85. In 85? Yeah. Wow. So, okay. And I, I had a, at that point, I was, my goal was never to own a salon. I, I always wanted to do the educational side of it, do what we call platform work, mm-hmm. be kind of the stage man for a product representative. And I was already starting to do that. And, and you were a young guy. I mean, you were a young guy when that happened. I was 80. I was 25. Yeah. So passed on and I, I waited a year. And at that time, back in the days, our industry was, it was, it was always barbershop, beauty shop kind of thing. Okay. And the full service salon was kind of making its way into the industry. And at that time, the barbershop was kind of, kind of waning out a little bit. The full service concept was coming in. So I switched it and I waited a year before I decided because I didn't know if I really wanted to have a business. I was going to continue with my path or take the salon. So I took it over and I made the changes. And the name, I just adapted my name to Mark Pardo because everybody thought it was a last name. And I went to school at Manzano. Well, I was surprised to find out that your last name was Gonzalez. Yeah. When I was at school at Manzano, which is just a couple blocks up the street, Mm -hmm. everybody thought that was my last name. So just Mark, Mark Pardo... Just fit. Sure. It just came to me one day and sounds good. It sounds French, so sounds cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sounds like exotic, right, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I just went with it. And that's it's happened since. And uh that location was our first spa location. It's been remodeled twice. It's been added to and it's uh, kind of set the the tone for the additional changes and the everything that we learned, we learned from that location. Mm-hmm. We made the changes going forward. And change the way we did our stores. So do you have like a flagship or like a concept store now with the five stores that you have? I think a good representation now is probably our, our Coors location. We've Because that was our last big spa salon location. Okay. So we took all the things that we'd learned across over the years and duplicated it there. Okay. So everything got, uh, the best of everything that we learned got put there. So that's kind of, the, that was the last location to open? No, the last one was Windrock. This opened about almost less, it's going to be two years now. Oh, really? On the north side of Windrock. 
the town center, and it's right across from what are they do- What are they doing there? They've got a major, major project that they're doing. They've, they've put in a lot of infrastructure already, but the inside, if you've been in Albuquerque, Winrock used to be another shopping mall. They're gutting out the middle part, all the in-stores that were there, the Sears and the, the mm-hmm. Montgomery Wards, Pennies, taking that center section out and redoing it and creating an open-air mall. Oh, okay. Similar to ABQ, but I think- Like uptown, uh, almost yeah, like uptown? Yeah, a little more- more parking, a little more open. Because they have those un- those underground spots there. Yes. So that's going to be a great place to be. So you're probably, yeah. you're probably happy you're so there. We've been trying to get in that area for a while, and we finally this place opened up. So we pursued it. It took a while for them to finally get everything ready, and, and we're there. It's, it's working out good for us. It's starting to take hold. So I could imagine, I mean, there are so many places get your hair done, right, mm-hmm. these days, that it could feel like it's a commodity. It's just somebody else cutting your hair, right? How do you guys differentiate yourselves from your competition? I mean, you don't you don't have dumb names, because I think salon names are some of the worst names I've ever heard. You got Mark Pardo, it's perfect, don't change, it sounds exotic, right? But besides the name and this brand that you've built for yourself, unpack the brand for me. What makes Mark Pardo a special place to get your hair done, get your, I mean, all the other services that you do there. What's so special yeah, about it? I think the key point of difference to me is always our, our staff, our team, mm-hmm. the people that we employ, I think are the best, are the best. I mean, they, we train and develop them and they develop their skills to, to achieve that. And then our co-branding with Aveda. Aveda is an international company mm-hmm. owned by SD Lauder and Aveda pretty much created the service systems that we use to create the consistency of how we service the client. Oh, okay. The way we service them, we call it the experience wheel. And so whatever the wheel in terms of time, the visit they stay, every guest should encounter or experience all these services. One is called the stress relief shampoo, makeup touch up. They're all value added services, sensory journey, foot silks, hand relief treatments, all those are incorporated in the service with not an additional charge mm-hmm. or fees to it, but it creates more of experience. It's not just a haircut. Now it's, a, it's experience. So it's like your gas station and checking your oil, you know, like it's, you feel like, man, I came away with a lot more value. And that's the yeah, value added servicing. It's, that's the idea. You get a little bit more than what you paid for. And so that's, if you're doing that, then you get the Aveda stamp of approval or are you, you, are you a franchise? You, no, we're not franchise. It's an affiliation agreement with corporate, but with that, you have to meet their approval in terms of floor design, okay. retail space, retail design, specific shelving, the buy-ins. There's three different classifications of the Uveda salon. Mm-hmm. The highest is the lifestyle salon, which is what we are. All of our locations have that designation. And they're designed for that purpose of creating that experience. It mimics their stores. They have a division called experience centers throughout major cities. Okay. And we use those concepts inside our retail floor. Let's say, I'm going to ask you two questions. Who are the groups of people you cater to the most in your salons and spas? And who are the groups of people that you wish actually paid, maybe paid more attention and came in to utilize your services at your salons and spas? I would say the word serve. Serve, okay. So primarily first person is our people that work with us. Mm -hmm. I really feel if they don't feel satisfied or taken care of, they're never going to take care of the So your employees come first. To me, I think it's a priority because without them, I have nothing. And I don't have customers coming back to of course. And they're employees. They're not contractors. They're, they're employees. They're employees. Yeah. Okay. And so with then with that is the, definitely the customer. Mm-hmm. I always say we're in the relationship business. Mm-hmm. You know, we sell appearance, 
and we service it with uh, the things we sell. But it's the relationship that we've got to serve. And like I said, priority for me is the people that we work with. And then along with that is the customers. But to answer your question, I think it's women. We mostly, we serve women in our, huh. in fact, that's most of our workforce also. Mm-hmm. From the history of the barbershop, we still do a fair amount of men that visit and you can get, you know, barbering services. Mm-hmm. Now, do all, are all of your, I'm assuming it's a New Mexico regulatory thing, all of your, let's say, female non-barber, quote-unquote, right, stylists. So you call them stylists? They're stylists, yes. They're all trained in barbering, I'm sure, the, right? Well, the, you know, barbering, there's two different licenses, but they don't really do anything different. And when you look at the, the regulation and what they're doing, the difference between a barber and cosmetology is doing nails. That's really? It. Yeah. So you, all of your, your stylists know how to do nails? They are trained how to do it. Do they do it? No, most of them specialize in doing hair or color. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. The stylist part. But then there's the esthetician division. Somebody who's a cosmetologist can also do skin and specialize. Oh, I see. And then there's also the esthetician license. And the esthetician is specializing in skin, doing lashes, facials, lymphatic drainage, things that pertain to the, the skin. What did you just say? Lymph- lymph- lymphatic drainage. That sounds it's, horrible. It, what is well, that? Well, it's, it's just a cosmetic service to really purify, remove blood it's done with massage it's nothing oh okay it's done, it just it's innovative signature. i could just see like a terrible looking bucket no, on the corner no, in the corner no. it's okay. just you're just moving the lymph through the through the body oh interesting okay okay so we were talking about women are your primary clients and now women like is there an age range that's specifically you know that like it's, it's, your sweet spot the Vedic client ranges like i would say from 18 to 45 mm-hmm. is there an income level upper income okay Medium to upper. Aveda is considered a prestige brand. It's a premium service. It's, yeah. Okay. It's, and it's a prestige brand in terms of the, in the cosmetic world. Okay. Because they make skin care, hair, makeup, hair care, body care. Well, and the products are not are not cheap products. These are they, high quality. They're, they're high quality. They're, yeah. You know, they're owned by, Aveda is owned by Estee Lauder. Oh, no kidding. So, and Estee Lauder has some of the, some of the best well-known brands in, you know, in the world. They sure. Mac, Bobby Brown, uh, mm-hmm. Smashbox, uh, Two Faced. I mean, you know, these are makeup brands that sell all over the world, but they're very, very popular. And so and these are popular. all these are all female sort of driven right. products, right? So now I did see. I have been to one of your salons recently, and I did see some men's stuff mm-hmm. that was there. Admit, right now, is that the kind of thing that wife goes home and says, "Here, I bought you this." You know, it's interesting. I think it's eighty percent or more by their men the products they use. Mm-hmm. Even even to the the cologne, you know, Aveda has the Aveda men is shampoo, conditioner, skincare, aromas, mm-hmm. shave care, but mostly women women buy it for their men. Okay, like this smells great. I was at the salon. Yes. I would like you to smell like this. And interestingly enough, some of those products that have the the Aveda men's aroma, mm-hmm. women prefer it for themselves. Really, it's a very interesting. It, it's a great smell. So it's a great aroma. So people sure. gravitate towards it. So who's that untapped? Who's that untapped market? I, I, I don't know. If, I would say Veda in itself is really focusing on the millennials. Okay. And it's interesting. Veda being a green company and always been very green and mm-hmm. environmentally conscious in their manufacturing and the way they make their products organically derived, no petroleum ingredients. That's been the message from day one with Veda. And interestingly enough, the millennials, they really identify with that cause. Right. And so... They've always been beating that drum, but the millennials, or the Veda's kind of going back to recapture them. Because I think Aveda focused on, 
I maybe didn't reach out to them when that was something there. That was their thing all along. But the millennials kind of didn't know that Aveda was, was that way. So now they're coming so they're back. educating the client. So they're coming back to recapture that market. And oh, okay. it's growing and they're putting a big focus on that. Wow. Okay. So so the products themselves, are they green, quote unquote? Yes. Like sustainable one, product? One of the first products out there. They're one of the Aveda was the first company that signed the series principles, which was the Corporate Responsibility Environmental Manufacturing Act or something. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember remember the Valdez that oh, yeah. Valdez in, in Alaska. In the eighties. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Avedis created a document that or signed the first one. They were the first company to sign that agreement. Back then, it was called the Valdez Principles. Eventually, evolved to the Series Principles. Really, and in terms of manufacturing responsibility, and no petroleum. So wow, they're like pioneers yes, in that, in in that the industry. industry. And so everybody's been jumping on that bandwagon. It's it's a big buzzword right now. But sure. we've always been it. We've we've led the way in the cosmetic industry. So not only are, I mean, it is a, you guys have a, do have a premium product through Aveda. You have a premium experience. It sounds like in this, in the salon, are there some things from a consumer education standpoint that you wish that we would understand like the normal lay person who might see wicked tangles salon? Like, is there something that we need to know in order to drive by that salon and head to Mark Pardo and maybe spend a little bit more. Yeah, there might be a slight difference in, in price, but I'm not I, sure if Wicked Tangles is really a salon. Yeah. I think I just made that one up. But yeah, I always say money spent on yourself is money never wasted. So I think when when we invest ourselves in, in buying premium products and getting premium things services, it's always to me it's worth the investment. Mm -hmm. The color we use, one of the gentlest colors out there, no ammonia, no petroleum. 97% natural mm -hmm. derived and, you know, long-term sustainability of the hair and it keeps hair, health, hair healthy. Mm -hmm. So there's no damage. So I think just give, sometimes just giving, giving us really knowing full what the point of difference is getting that experience. Cause once they, once they experience it, that's when they understand the value. And then we have our protégés division, which is entry level. Mm -hmm. And they're getting the same things they would get at the Mark Pardo salon. It's it's a Mark Pardo brand, but this is where our, our people are developing, gaining their skills. Okay. So it's so just that, out of school. It, it's yes, most of them. Even if somebody's been in the industry ten years, they still have to go through proteges. It's a boot camp process before they can set step foot in your yes. salon. Before they become a, what they call a Mark Pardo studio stylist. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's a process of learning. But they're still so what are those, they're, they're still under working our roof, but it's just the protege. What are those topics covered in protege? A lot of advanced technical training, blow dry training, styling, color application, advanced coloring applications, makeup applications, things like this. Because one of the things, like I said, point of difference, somebody comes in, they'll get a head and scalp and shoulder massage. Mm -hmm. That's with part of their service. They'll anybody, a, anybody, anybody who gets can get a very thorough consultation. Okay. They'll get a great service, great haircut, a great style. Along with that, at the end, they'll get uh, a makeup touch-up. Okay. And they'll get a consultation. They'll get a sheet of a recommendation of the products that they they used on them today, with a recommendation of how to use it. That's brilliant. It's. I think it's really servicing the client completely. Right. Instead of just doing a haircut. Well, because you want them to maintain the beauty of their hair, right? Yeah. So you're not just saying, all right, see you later, see you in two months or whatever. You're, right. you're saying in order to maintain this beauty, 
here are some recommendations for well, you. It's like it's like I said when I said earlier, it's an investment. So you're spending X amount of dollars for do this fantastic color. You want to maintain it. You don't. It's like you had a brand new sports car. You're not going to wash it with a bucket. You go. You want. So you're going to have somebody come and wash it for you. Right. You're going to use a premium way to take care of it. Right. So the investment is maintaining the products, so you don't get faded. You don't dry it out because ninety five percent of the products that are in our industry typically are, you need oil to make shampoo. Oh, okay. Or cosmetics in general. Ninety five percent of them use petroleum. I mean, petroleum... Is that what sulfates are? When you see yeah. sulfates I, in a, like, sodium lauryl sulfate? Yeah. yeah, it's basically the oil, then the compounds that, re, that result from that. Oh, okay. But oil eventually has its long detriment. Like I said, look what happened to the Valdez. Right. <laughs> Just, it can be destructive. So you're putting oil in your hair? You're putting in a sense, but you know, we, the, we use plant oil. Our difference is we use plant oil. Okay. And they're sustainable. Okay. So. I like that you use this as an investment. Unpack that for me. Tell me more about this as an investment. Well, I think we all care about our looks. You know, we we have an identity in how we present ourselves to the world, mm -hmm. and it matters to us. So, if we find somebody that can understand that and meet those expectations, it's worth maintaining that relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say it's an investment. An investment of really projecting who you are in that confident way. Of it's like you right now. You got a nice sport coat on, and you got a nice handkerchief in your pocket that's who that's what you want to project i might look half put together you know you look you're well groomed your, your beard's nice and i mean you, you present a, a statement about what the industry you're in or what you do mm -hmm. so it commands respect and i think every individual creates that image for themselves so mm -hmm. we're helping them achieve it sure everybody aspires to be something i mean we're also in the fashion business you look at the celebrities right now they're they're our fashion icons when somebody when the when the Kardashians get bangs, I mean, everybody in the world gets bangs. Right. So, so we're. If they have thick caterpillar eyebrows, then you right. got thick caterpillar eyebrows. And so, we're the fashion consultants. Okay. So, we have to stay abreast of everything that's new, that's coming and changing. Do you have somebody, you have somebody that does that? That that's their job to, to figure out what the trends are? And well, to... we send people to Fashion Week once a year okay. to New York. So, they get to see it. Plus, with Aveda, we have a website for just for our staff called Pure Pro. So they're always getting advanced education. And plus, we provide oh, okay. a lot of advanced education. Is Pure Pro a subscription that you have just, to... Just for the team members, yes. Okay. So let's talk about your team. When In our pre-interview conversation, you were talking to me about a little bit about your leadership style and the there's no I, it's we, it's team. Was it always that way? Like, I mean, well, you came from... Shining shoes at a barber shop to your father passing away at a very young age to like now you do something that's totally not barbering at all. It's totally the other end of the spectrum, it seems like. It can't have always been that smooth of a ride. No. In 1997, I, I made a, a change in our company. It's called Team Based, Team Based Pay Conversion. And I stopped using the model of commission. Okay. In our and one of the reasons why I did is because I always, you know, as being creatives, there's the individuality of that, you know, because mm -hmm. we're artists. And you consider yourself a creative. An art, definitely an artist. Okay. And, and, but also there's art and business too. Mm -hmm. So what I do with my hands is, is one aspect of the industry. I mean, that's how I create the business, my skills as a hairdresser. But I learned, and, through, and it's why we made the change, mm -hmm. that the model that we had 
really rewarded individualism versus team. And I and I've always been a believer that business is a team sport. I've read a, a lot of philosophies and books on it, and I just think to me it doesn't work well if it's not a team based concept. Sure. I mean, look at some of the best companies out there that just that continue to grow. Southwest Airlines. I always use that example. You know, when the airlines were taking, you know, tanking. The way they functioned, you know, they they got over that hump because of the way they ran their business. Herb Kelleher gave everybody who flew Southwest a bottle of liquor and made an incredible investment, right? They were the big, apparently Southwest was the single biggest liquor distributor in Texas that the year that they gave everybody who bought a ticket, a bottle, every businessman, quote unquote, who flew Southwest got a bottle of liquor, major investment, total creative I mean, total creative. That guy had no business probably like traditionally and education-wise running an airline. And that model was, you know, that whole, that model of taking care of the employees first, that was the influence I got reading yep. his books. Yep. Robert Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor dad guy, mm-hmm. used to go to Arizona and study his, we do book studies mm-hmm. three, four days and, and dissect a book and business You book. do book study where? Well, that was when Robert Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor uh-huh. dad, he'd have seminars in Arizona. Where's companies based out of? And you would go to those? And I'd go to those every three or four months. And we'd, we'd, they'd send out the books. We'd study. And then we'd study for three or four days. But his philosophy was the same way. Business is a team sport. And so mm-hmm. I've always believed in it. just made sense to me. So when I made that conversion, it was a, it was a change. But it definitely, I think it's what's created our sustainability. But it also creates an environment where there's a lot more management involved. There's a lot more leadership has to be a part of it. And you know, the other way, it's just like... Here's your chair. Go to work. Do what you get. I'll get this. You know, I'll get this percentage, and you get that. This model works. Like we have to accomplish this, so that we can all share. So, do you think your stylists are friends? Oh yeah, I think that's one of. The, I think it's also one of the benefits of a good, well-run company is the culture. Mm-hmm. I think that the internal friends that they that they have mm-hmm. creates value in the workplace. I think it's it's important to them. So how do you structure compensation in such a way that it encourages them to work it's, together? Oh yeah, it's or? always, it's always performance. Okay. You know, the performance matters. Mm-hmm. The one of the biggest numbers that we look at is retention. It's like any business. You want your customers. Low to turnover. Oh no, customer retention. And, and low turnover for our staff too. Okay. People don't like to see, you know, the revolving door and, you know, one day you Sam cut your hair and then he's not there three months later. Well, there goes your clients too, right? Yeah. A lot of times, yes. So you have a vested interest in happy, happy employees because if not, they go somewhere well, they, and take the clients but with again, them. Again, you know, we yes, that can happen. We want to retain the business, the clients, to the brand though, mm-hmm. because what we do is is our point of difference, and how mm-hmm. we service that client is point of difference. We have loyalty programs that provided from Aveda. Okay. So they can earn. One of the things they can earn in this loyalty program is a four day. Caribbean trip, all expenses. They meaning the who? customers. The customer. Yeah. And that's based on just loyalty points and purchasing products. Up to this date, I think we've had five or six customers that have re- achieved that point level to get that. And it's great. I've had one person that gone twice already. It's a great. They uh, must love that rosemary oh, mint. Yeah, they love it. That's you know? right. And, and, you know, when you look at Aveda's product line, from head to toe, you've got a product that you can use. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, I did use Aveda. Because I used to work at, when I was in college, I used to work at a mom and pop tuxedo store in New Jersey that was next to an Aveda salon. Mm-hmm. And I went over there to, to wash my hands one day 
and I used some rosemary mint soap yep. and I just lost my mind and I was like, I need this in my life. And I had hair then. I don't have hair now. And I don't know that it, it made me feel good. Like there's something about it that made me feel that, like I was taking care of myself. That's the whole concept of aromatherapy. Yeah. Aromatherapy has a impact on the nervous system, the aromas, you know, and they're all natural aromas. That's it. Yeah. Your salons don't smell like chemicals. No, they're you, all... It's, it is the plant-based aromas that, we, that everything's there. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you, you walk into like a nail salon and of course you fall over, right? But, or you walk into, I don't know, Wicked Tangles. I'm not even, yeah. I, I, I hope to God that Wicked Tangles is not a store here in Albuquerque, but you fall over with the smell of the chemicals. Yeah. And you have this, you're trying to have a salon in the same place. You can't have that kind of stuff happening right. there either. So how did you evolve into the spa? Is that just a natural progression or? The day spa concept Came around again, probably in the mid nineties. Okay. It was a, a trend that was happening and, uh, Aveda having skincare, you know, they kind of set a precedent of, or the concept of how we did it. We had Vichy showers in the rooms and a who? A Vichy shower. It's What's a that? French shower. It's a, it's a shower with seven heads. It's like a, a shower that comes from the ceiling down. Oh, okay. And some of your lying, you're lying down and you're doing scrubs or polishes on the body. Oh. So it's provided by, it's. It's very luxurious and very relaxing. Okay. It's, you know, that's kind of evolved away from Did it. you sort of pioneer that here in New no, Mexico? Or? Well, no, the day spa concept has been around forever. The resort, the resort spas have always done the same thing. Oh, the okay. day spa concept evolved from where we're so busy anymore that, you know, we need these things, but can we compound it in terms of our day and time? While I'm getting a haircut, I can get my massage or I can get a facial. You don't have to go to a resort to get it done. You still get the services, and without any, any of the environments there, mm -hmm. they're very nice environments, but you can go back to work after that. It's not like you go on a vacation to get your massage. Okay. And you can go to work right after. It's like lunch break. You can take a shower there and get your hair done and go, go back. Wow. Okay. So day spas concept's been around for a long time. You know, when the recession hit, 09, 08, that, that business took a big hit. The day spa business. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing you can cut. It's, it's a luxury, right? You don't, you don't need it, right? That's, okay. And it, it, it was, it took a while to come back, but you know we stayed with it and downsized it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, any new locations will we put day spas in there? Maybe not. So, and like well, the new Rimrock doesn't have spa at all. Maybe it's the, strictly here. The stress test that I'm thinking for your salon, since we haven't had a market downturn in over ten years. Yeah. Is Mark Pardo recession proof? The industry always gets labeled as that. Mm -hmm. And I think somewhat it, it is to some degree. People sometimes, so maybe they, they average is six to eight visits a year. Mm -hmm. They might make it just, they'll cut one away. Sometimes. Just one, you think? Okay. Or maybe they won't get, they'll extend the services longer. Okay. Color, instead of going every six weeks, then maybe they'll go every eight. Oh, okay. So Which it, might just equal one it, or two it changes, less visits. It changes the frequency of visit. And then sometimes, you know, it's, I, I remember in those days, people were losing jobs. You know, they just couldn't they didn't have the resources to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Somewhat it is recession-proof. I mean, you need to go. If you lose your job, you still need to look good when you go get your job. Sure. I mean, I've done that. I've seen that the cases where I'd, people lose their job, and I'd still accept them as clients and they couldn't have the resource to pay. Well, I said, pay when you get your job, you know? Sure. You just, I'd rather, again, if they're trusting us with their appearance, mm -hmm. it's that relationship that matters to me. And I think that's our key point of difference. I, I look at our the overall 
point of view, and I think it's it's our culture. It's a family culture. Mm-hmm. Do you, you think your 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 employees would feel safe during an, a market downturn? Yes. Yeah. I, they, of course, though, there's always going to be a little fear there, mm-hmm. but I think they've been able to weather. We've had people that have been with us through that and got the other side of it, but it's always going to have some impact. I don't I don't see one in the future. Sure. But is it to answer your question somewhat? Yes, recession proof. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see it, that. It, it's it's not definitely it's not all, it's not outsourceable. I can't put Mrs. Smith's head on the fax machine and send it to China. That's true. Pakistan, you know, or email her 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 color to India. It's got to be done true. by us. It's it can't be outsourced. That's true. That's a really interesting thing. I've always heard. I've always heard you should be in the uh, you should be in the heating and air conditioning business because people are always going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? And in, in this situation, I think this is, this is another one of those examples where, like you, just like you said, you can't be undercut by China because you have to pay a $3,000 plane ticket just to get there. Yeah. And so, so you can't be commoditized in that sense. I mean, it can in, in, in different, different ways, but mm-hmm. you can't outsource it. Well, you guys have such a strong system and such a strong brand that, I mean, you guys have differentiated yourselves from the other commodities out there. You guys are probably, you guys are really not in a, a commodity position anymore. So do you do hair yourself? I, I still do. I do it twice a month, every other, every other Wednesday. So do you have like a particular, you don't need to tell me, but you have like a particular client. It's like Mark does my hair. Yeah. They have, yeah. They're, okay. They're out there. Yeah. Now, are you good I anymore? Say, I mean, I, my skills built the business. Okay. So my ability and my skills have not been able to achieve that. So why do I still do it? Because uh-huh. I'm very good at it. That's okay. <laughs> so is that still like, a, is that a creative outlet for you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and for me, one of the things I do with it is I, I'm teaching also the proteges that are coming in. They work with me during those days. Uh, oh, okay. As a, as apprentice. No way. So okay. I work with them. So this is a, is it a very special client clientele that gets to work with Mark? You know, there's, there's a lot of loyal people from over the years. I mean, I still have clients, believe it or not, that my dad used to do. Wow. They were even really? kids, the kids at the time. Oh, my gosh. And now they've, you know, they're prominent business people in town or government. In the, so, yeah, they still come. That's great. That's awesome. And, and that speaks a lot to the brand, the loyalty that we've had. Sure. Is there a particular book that you recommend? I know I mean, you're a reader, which I think I'm going to probably drive this point home every podcast is that the prominent business people that I'm speaking to every week on this show, 95% of them are readers. Yes. And there is no coincidence or should, there is coincidence. There is no mistake that leaders are readers. So you have a book, you have a book that you're reading now or a book that you're like, you know what? Everybody listening should read this book because it's that important. Well, one of the books that contributed to the way the business is right now was The E-Myth Revisited by Michael, Michael Gerber. Michael Gerber, yep. I was that person in that book. You know, Which one? You were, the, you were the pie, pie you making pie? All the hats, wearing all the hats. Again, you know, it's the typical model. You got the great hairstylist, opens a salon. You got the great mechanic, the technician. She's a technician, yeah. right? Yeah, you got the great chef, opens a restaurant. Right. And that's what, again, that's what builds the business or begins to build this. But then there's the responsibilities to the business that they take on. So now you got to clean it. Right. You wear the janitor hat. Mm-hmm. You got to do the books. You wear the accountant hat. 
everything that the business needs. Your AC goes out. You know, you jump on the roof and you know, do. I mean, I've I've been that. I've done that. Like, but I just wanted to do hair. Toilets leaking. Right? You know, I had I had a full set of tools. I needed to be done. I did it. Uh-huh. And so there's a point there where it's, it definitely is a, a catch twenty two. It's gonna eat you alive because you. What are you good at? Mm-hmm. You know, you what started the business. So the aha for me was the shifting and creating education. That's why I think we. I would call us an education company because mm-hmm. it's a very big part of our culture. So I adapted those concepts and I started replacing myself. Okay. I and that's where the protege's program came by. Oh, okay. I trained two people. I took four hours away from the books. Trained two more people. Took five hours away, to the point where I was down to maybe two, three days a week, but you know, working maybe four hours. Now I do it because I love doing it. And like I said, I'm good at it. But I do it for teaching, and and it, I really cherish the relationships. These people that I've known for years, and they've almost become friends. Really, I mean. I get invited to their birthday parties and stuff like that. I always say we're in the relationship business and and that's part of it. I do cherish that part, meeting people. So the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, just for the audience's sake, it's about replacing yourself in the business, right? We have a a gal who loves to bake bake pies. She's a technician. She knows how to bake pies. She opens up a pie shop and now she's up at three o'clock in the morning baking pies, but she's not getting home till midnight because she's got to do the books. And she didn't realize that that was part of the job. And now the toilet's leaking. She's got to fix the toilet. She's got to negotiate her lease, all these different things that she's just thought I was going to go out and make pies. Right. So you have to have, you know, I guess Michael Gerber's probably, I would say the biggest proponent of the operations manual, if there is one out there. As far as, you know, replacing yourself, creating SOPs, right? So standard operating procedures so that you can work on your business and not in your business. Right. That's the phrase, work work on it, not in it. So what does a day in the life of Mark Gonzalez look like? <clears throat> well, you usually start off like in an interview like this. No, just kidding. You always start off <laughs> no, in the morning. No. Yeah, you know, I do a little exercise in the morning, stretch, middle yoga if I can. and At home? At, at home. Then, you know, meetings. I meet with my operations director and HR on a probably weekly basis. Meet with the team leaders. We have a, with the strategies that we do with the operation system, we have coaching calls every two weeks. So I'll be in some of those meetings with, uh, okay. with our team leaders, with another coach, business coach. And um, that, and then special events like tonight, we have a graduation for the school, for the Institute. Oh, great. And we're in Albuquerque Culturals. I'm not that. The Hispanic Cultural Center. The stage in there? Yeah. And, okay. Because we have, it's a large of a group. Yeah. You know, graduating probably 30, 30 kids, but. Which have all their families. families. You know, they're yeah. proud and they're excited. Their kids have accomplished a great milestone and they're entering this new career field. And so everybody's very supportive and they show up. So we rent the auditorium for them. Okay. And we make it very formal. And so like, that's another thing I'll do tonight. Always, you know, planning. We, our management team meets every two weeks. Don't go over planning, financial planning, cash flow planning. Our finance manager meet with them. We, we every two weeks, everybody, every department reports back okay. to to the company, and exchange. And then a lot of communication about, happening. Extremely important. I mean, leaderships. That's the most important thing in leadership is communication, mm-hmm. and it's got to be an ongoing sure. thing. And support of each other, accountability to each other. You know, that team aspect is, I think, you know, I played sports growing up, baseball, football, 
And even I always apply that model. The model of sports is a great connection to to business. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's it? We always have objective, you know, profit and winning. Sure, all kind of tie in. Sure. How do you play the game? You got to have be. You got to have an offense. Mm-hmm. You got to have a defense. So it's strategy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why you got to have every every person has a role mm-hmm. in the company, from the person at the front desk, which is extremely important, to the managers, to Everybody has a contribution to that one guest. The way I look at it when they come into our salon, what, how many people are in that location, it's, it's a 35 to 1 ratio of service. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that whole store, their objective is to take care of that one client. And that, to me, is the point of difference. What's out there in terms of the other models, in terms of because now you're rewarding individuality versus the whole team. What are you most excited about right now? <laughs> I like what our company's doing. I think we're making, you know, we really put in a lot of effort on this new this strategy. It's always been something to do, but I, I brought it back in. And because our managers inherited the systems, they learned how to use them. They don't ever, they didn't get the why. Mm-hmm. So it's this reawakening of the why we do what we do. Okay. So the aha and the awareness is really kind of taking hold. So I'm liking that that's making the difference in how they lead. They're able to have these impacts on their team in a different way. Because now they connect to the why. I just sent them to a conference in Atlanta. All of my management team went. I went to another conference that was related to the school business. But they came back energized. And again, the aha was, now I get it. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to, like I said, to, <clears throat> this is how we've always been doing business since 1997. That's just how we did it. Mm-hmm. Now when you understand why we're doing it that way, sure, it's like, oh. Then you get the buy-in from right. the employees. So I'm excited about that, that that energy change. And it's definitely making a difference. We're seeing great improvements in our, our sales numbers. And then, yeah, it's a, like, I like that. I like seeing that. So last question, piece of advice, something you want to tell Albuquerque, who anybody who's listening, what's one thing you could put on a big billboard outside on Wantabo as people are driving by. What's that one thing that Mark Gonzalez wants to let people know in Albuquerque to make Albuquerque a better place? Try us. You'll love us. <laughs> I, I really think what we have to offer and what our, my team has to offer, mm-hmm. that is the point of difference. I think once they get that experience. It's interesting. I was here at this store the other day, and there was a woman who came in, been in Albuquerque a long time, and I, I, a new client asked her what came in. She goes, I drive by her every day, every day. And I, I know you guys are really good. And I just never stopped. I just, she finally made the stop and he goes, and she's, I don't know why I waited so long. I've never had my hair look this way. Mm-hmm. I've never been treated this way. I never felt this way. And so once you experience that, you, then you see why, where the value is. Mm-hmm. That's why I say money spent on yourself is money never wasted. And you know that you can take that in context in a long, lot of different ways. So that's it, like education. Is that your billboard quote? Money spent on yourself is money never wasted? Yeah. So because happy, confident people are going to make a really happy city. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and that investment can be in a lot of different ways. Education, mm-hmm. training, buying something that, that you feel is going to make you better. Sure. Spending money. It's, I think we're, all should, we're always in investment. I think our, our priority should be our, our education from mm-hmm. our point of view. I mean, how do we elevate? How do we stay competitive? As a company, I was to say our biggest competition, it's ourselves. Us every day trying to be better. Mm-hmm. That's how I function. That's how I try to put in parts in the business. You know, what can we do better? That's a great place to be. That's a great place to be when you can look at your company and say, our biggest competition is ourselves. And 
With that, Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time today to be with us and ABQ Cast, and we look forward to seeing what's to come with Mark Pardo. I appreciate the time, and I'm glad I was able to share the time with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Albuquerque, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Review on iTunes as well. I will read all of those reviews. I don't miss anyone. And listen every week to ABQCast. If you head on over to abqcast.com, you will see a link for our group, ABQ Insiders. Join us there on Facebook or just search us up on Facebook, ABQ Insiders, and you can be one of the inner circle. So hope you enjoyed today and we look forward to touching base with you next week. Thanks so much.